Hey, everybody, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. We've got another fun interview. So when it comes time to make a change in your life or to make some sort of improvement, do you have trouble figuring out where to go or what to do? Then stick around because we're going to talk a bit about that. My guest today has been dancing all her life. She has a background in jazz, hip-hop, and ballroom. But while on a two-month trip to South America, she discovered tango while touring Buenos Aires. From there, she delved more deeply into the dance, studying with a number of masters. And even when work and school took her to places like Los Angeles and Australia, she kept up with tango. Today, she runs a dance school, Strictly Tango, in Columbus, Ohio. She teaches tango and also hosts milongas. And she also runs a very cool online shop where you can find all sorts of wonderful tango-themed apparel. And if you head over to strictly-tango.com and find something that grabs your eye, you are eligible for 15% off your purchase by entering the code Joe's Tango Podcast at checkout. That's Joe's Tango Podcast, no apostrophe, all one word. And with me now is Amy Cressy. Amy, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. It's great to be talking to you. Yeah, great to be speaking with you too. Yeah. So Amy, you have had a pretty, uh, pretty interesting story. You've, you've studied in LA and also in Australia. So you've been to all mm-hmm. these different places. Where, where did you actually grow up? Um, so I actually was born in Iowa mm. and um, my dad is Australian. And um, that's why I have an Australian passport, but was growing up in Iowa and he was at teaching at Iowa State and then he got offered a job at Ohio State. So we moved to Columbus Okay. in 2011. I interned at National Geographic and they had a partnership with a production company over there. So they set up an interview for me on Skype with the company out there and that's how i initially moved to australia oh nice yeah so national geographic is based in dc Mm -hmm. and um the australian embassy is was only like 15 minute walk so um i just told one of the producers i said hey my lunch break will be a little longer because Mm -hmm. i'm picking up my australian passport and he was like, oh, you're you're Australian. We have a company we work with out there. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's kind of how I moved to Australia initially. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's kind of cool how, how these things sort of happen by chance. And also, it was sort of like that way with tango with you. I mean, you have a background in, in dance, uh, jazz, and uh, ballroom. And then uh, you were, were traveling through South America, and you happened to stop in Buenos Aires, and there was a tango mm-hmm. class. So why don't you tell us how, how that went down? Yes, it's interesting. Uh, I guess I've been dancing jazz since I was five. Mm-hmm. And then um, in college, I was on a hip-hop team. Nice. And then I was working at an advertising company and I guess they were having some money issues. So Mm. I just started applying for random jobs. And yeah, one was at a ballroom dance studio and I really liked it. It was Arthur Murray Mm -hmm. and they trained me, um, taught me like the basics of 10 different dances, including American tango. Mm -hmm. However, uh, they didn't teach Argentine tango and um at the time that i was leaving the advertising company i was like yeah i mean i've always wanted to go to south america (laughs) and my cousin in australia he wanted to go too 
so we went together nice so nice yeah we we planned it all via email and skype mm -hmm. so we spent i want to say seven weeks in nice. south america and two weeks was in argentina okay so what was so, that what uh, was, oh sorry go ahead yeah the time oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i um so i'm half japanese as well um, so I traveled to Japan a couple years ago, mm. um, just by myself to see family. And I met this woman from, uh, Buenos Aires and she said, whenever you come to Buenos Aires, uh, let me know and I'll show you around. So I think I messaged her on Facebook two years later. I said, Hey, I'm actually coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I stayed with her and my cousin also stayed there and I asked her, Hey, um, do you know of any places that we can go take some tango lessons? And she recommended, I forget the name of the place, but it was in Palermo okay. where she lived. And yeah, my cousin and I went to, um, a Malanga and we took <laughs> a tango class prior to that. Nice. So. Nice. What was that first class like for you? It was fun. I think my cousin, uh, he was a bit uh, shy when it comes to dancing. Mm -hmm. And um, with me, like the instructor was overly positive. He was like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Great. And <laughs> and he was uh, he taught, I think it was Salida into the cross. OK. And then some Ocho's. Nice. Yeah. So he was very ambitious and um, they separated the classes by Spanish speakers. Mm -hmm. And then they had like a non-Spanish group, which was a bunch of Brazilians <laughs> and then me and my cousin. And I remember um, the instructor asked like, oh, is he your boyfriend? And I was like, no, he's my cousin. And it was just, I could tell he felt very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but yeah, it was, it was a really fun time. After we took the class, I mostly danced with the Brazilians okay. and my cousin. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So was there any spark for you for tango at that point or was it just- Oh like yeah. I mean, like, I think the first day I was in Buenos Aires, I saw people dancing on the street mm. and I was like, wow, I want to learn that. So uh, I asked the woman who I was staying with, Hey, where, where's a great place to go? Okay. So. Nice. Nice. Making use of your connections. That's very good. Yeah. So before you got into tango, was there a dance that you really loved? That's a good question. I really, I really loved jazz when I was younger, but I think I was looking for something more. Hmm. And that's probably why I started experimenting with hip hop and then hmm. ballroom. With ballroom, I like the Latin dances, okay. so rumba, cha-cha, and I was learning American tango at the time. Mm -hmm. But then when I learned Argentine tango, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just going to focus on this. Nice. Yeah, it, it calls you, right? <laughs> about that dance. Yeah. So you continued with tango after your, your trip to South America. Uh, so where did, where did your travels take you after that? Um, I was back in Columbus. Mm -hmm. so I was teaching ballroom dance and uh, my friends and I, uh, it was like me and four girls, we planned a trip to New Orleans for mm -hmm. Halloween. Nice. 
And I was like, hey, I want to see a psychic. I heard this is the place <laughs> to go see a psychic. So um, yeah, I went to see one because I wasn't sure what my next move would be. Mm-hmm. And she said, so I hardly, hardly told her anything about me. She just said, hey, uh, I see you're going to be moving somewhere sunny. She's like, it could be potentially overseas. Um, it could be West Coast. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to work in dance or film. So <laughs> I took it to heart. Um, and I was working, like it didn't work out at that advertising company. So yeah, I had a bunch of friends in Los Angeles working because my background, like my major is media studies. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my friends were like, Hey, maybe you should try working in film out here. So I like packed up my car Mm -hmm. and I was ready to move to LA. And then um, I remember my dad, he, he got a job at a business school in Australia. Mm -hmm. He's like, Hey, maybe you should apply for business school out here. So at that same time, I got an offer to go to business school. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just move out to LA because my car is packed. And then, you know, if it doesn't go smoothly, I'll just go to business school in Australia. Nice. So so that's why, um, yeah, I moved to LA. I worked at a production company out there. And I had a really good time. The tango scene is amazing. I know you've been to LA. (laughs) um, But yeah, I was really impressed by the teachers out there and Mm. the volume of malangas. So uh, I met a lot of great dancers uh, Mm. that are still friends. That's great. As you get, as you got further into your tango studies, what were were some real uh, memorable turning points? Sure. I guess the importance of like keeping your upper body towards your partner. Mm -hmm. So in ballroom dance, um, especially with the smooth dances, your upper body is slightly out Mm -hmm. versus in Argentine tango, you're encouraged to keep your upper body towards your partner. So I think in LA, um, they really pushed that Mm -hmm. and repeated that to me and I try and be very aware of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I worked at a ballroom studio as well. I was their Argentine tango <laughs> specialist at that studio. So it was really tough for me to kind of go between those, like the smooth, like you said, the smooth dances and then going back to, to Argentine tango. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So what were, uh, what were some big mistakes you used to make in tango and how did you uh, get over them? Yeah, I guess the upper body Mm. movement, um, because I remember I would dance with someone and my, um, I think, I think my neck or something was just like bringing them back. So it felt like I was moving away from them all the time. I remember there was two instructors in LA. I don't know if you know, Sander and Parisa. So they're, they're more show tango. They, they choreograph for Antonio Banderas movie. I don't know. Oh, oh, the, uh, what was it? Oh yeah. I know someone in the, someone listening is going to be like yelling. I know what it is, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah. Like he teaches in a school where, you know, they're very poor, but mm -hmm. he does it because he's passionate yeah. about teaching. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess they're the teachers that, you know, Hollywood goes to to do show tango. Okay. So I remember the the woman, um, Parisa, she adjusted my rib cage up oh. and into the person. And that really clicked for me because I think a lot of the teachers that I've gone to for Argentine tango were male mm. and they wouldn't be comfortable to move my rib cage yeah. in somebody. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting how these adjustments that people will do and it's like, Oh, that's, that's how it is. You know how, um, you know, when we learn tango, we can't just learn it in a classroom all the time. We have to be using it on the dance floor at Malangas, at practicas. So what were some moments perhaps um, during a Malanga or during a practica where you also had like these light bulb moments like, oh, that's how something should have felt or that's, uh, you know, I, where things started to really click? So I guess in class, I went to some classes that were trying to teach colgadas mm -hmm. and I assumed I was doing it right. Uh -huh. um, but I think at a Malanga, um, I danced with a dancer who'd been dancing 20 years mm. and he was able to place my body in a way that we, we would have that nice C shape. Yeah. So I always tell uh, my students like Colgata is a C and you just rotate it 90 degrees and that's <laughs> how your body should be. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's why I always, you know, it's, it's kind of tricky for, for students They get comfortable in their classes and they get kind of uh, shy about going out to, to Malangas, but you gotta, you gotta do it because that's where things really start to make sense. It's true. I mean, tango is so kinesthetic. So you just have to apply your knowledge and do it, mm -hmm. you know, preferably the next day or yeah. that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, then you made your way to Australia and you continued your tango there. What were your tango adventures like in, uh, in Australia? I think um, Australia has a different um, communication style when it comes to teaching in the U.S. Um, I think at least how I was trained at Arthur Murray mm -hmm. um, was to be overly positive and encouraging of the students versus in Australia, like I was learning from a lot of Argentinians who'd be like, no, that's wrong. You need to do this and you need to move your hips and rotate this way. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but that, that was good. I don't mind uh, mm -hmm. getting constructive criticism. And what were the communities like in, in Australia? Yeah, it was interesting. So I find um, Columbus's scene for tango is pretty small. There's only um, a few teachers. Mm -hmm. It's me. Mm -hmm. uh, I teach at a ballroom dance studio, and that's my specialty. Nice. Um, my dance partner, he teaches at a Tai Chi place. <laughs> and... Mm -hmm. You know, only tango people go to see him. Mm -hmm. um, they have some ballroom dance studios where they're trying to teach it, but they don't really know it. Mm -hmm. And then you have uh, this engineer, he bought a church and nice. 
he has a partner and mm. they just teach OSU students. Okay. Um, then you have LA that's like a, it's a huge pool. You have Malongas every night, practicas, mm. lots of teachers. And then Sydney, um, yeah, I found that pretty similar there mm. as well. It's a very competitive market, yeah. but um, it's very lucrative over there as a teacher because um, I think people were very willing to pay for private lessons mm -hmm. and, and yeah, and they could charge a higher price. Yeah. Yeah, Ohio. I, I was actually born in Ohio. I lived in, I was born in Dayton. Really? Yeah, I didn't grow up there, but I was born in, in Dayton. Um, but I did uh, work in a really, really tiny rural town about an hour from Columbus. This was back in 2004. And um, yes, yeah, so I would go down to Ohio State and they did have, uh, I think there was a, I think she's still there. There was, a, there was like a math professor on campus, but she taught tango and, and that was a lot of fun. So I would drive like 90 minutes just for, you know, like it's a, a one hour lesson and drive all the way back. And um, yeah, that was fun. So I have a lot of good memories of, of Columbus. Yeah, I've noticed like at um, Malanga's that people drive from Cincinnati, Dayton, mm -hmm. other small towns. Yeah, just to dance tango for mm -hmm. two, three hours. So and speaking of Dayton, my um, ballroom dance partner years mm -hmm. ago, he actually moved to Dayton to teach at the Arthur Murray there. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, because yeah, it's funny, a lot of these little towns uh, were smaller cities, there wasn't tango. And now there is. I mean, where I went to college in upstate New York in a really small town, there was no tango there. Now there's a big thriving community. So yeah, it's great. I hope it keeps growing, especially after the, uh, the pandemic, everything will, uh, will keep expanding. So you went further with your studies. Not only did you, did you get into dancing, you became an instructor. You've had dance ex teaching experience before. So was that a pretty natural transition for you? Somewhat. Uh, I think teaching tango is very difficult to teach and I like the challenge. I, I've been like when I teach a lot of ballroom dances, the, the lead and follow are pretty much mirroring each other most of the time mm -hmm. versus tango, you know, people are doing something completely different. I think te teaching like cross position is really difficult. You want to encourage your students, like if they don't get it now, it's okay. Mm -hmm. um, as long as it clicks eventually. So I, I've had actually classes filled with really intelligent men, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of engineers, professors, very spatially aware. And then the ladies that have come to my class, it's been like a revolving door wow. because, um, you know, they have a ballroom background. They, but when they learn tango, the biggest complaint I've gotten is this is really hard. And the guy is really close to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a student. She is 17 now. She's never missed a class from me. Nice. And then I have a couple, maybe like a couple women who just very intelligent. Like I said, I think to stick with tango, um, you have to like a challenge and you have to have be comfortable with someone being in your space. Yeah. And I think for a lot of women, it's too much. Yeah. So. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, the personal space issues. When I was first starting, I used to live in New York. That's where I really got into tango. And then I think I told the story before. I would get really like nervous with Close Embrace because I grew up in an Asian family. You don't stand that close to people. And there was this girl in my class who was from South Korea. And we were both like dancing. We were partnered together. We're both like, eh. people were giggling at us. It was so funny. Yeah. But then there are these ladies from Italy in the class. And they're like all about hugging. And they they had no problem with it. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was a good mix of people. So it was thanks to those Italian ladies I kind of got over because they just, oh, come here. Give me a hug. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting. Like tango in Japan is exploding. Nice. Now. Yeah. I think if you look at the the couples who've won the tango championships. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of Argentinians, but yeah. Japanese uh, couples are tending to rank quite high. Nice, yeah. Because of the discipline. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I love how it's just this international phenomenon. Like you said, it, there's so many people with different professional backgrounds. They're not all necessarily artists or musicians. They're also, like you said, engineers and and the professors and, and stuff. So yeah, it kind of appeals to people of all of all stripes. Yeah. Where are your parents from? Oh, uh, they were born in, in southern China. They um they then they fled to Taiwan. Well, and then they came they came to the the U.S. from there. Yeah, it's funny. My dad uh, he was in the Taiwanese Navy for a while, and he they were required to learn how to dance. So he liked he liked dancing. Um, my mom not so much. So. <laughs> It's funny. They they went. They did take a class. They did take a. Um, they went on vacation one time to South America to to Buenos Aires. They took a tango class, and again, like it was kind of made me laugh when you said that the teachers were overly positive. That's exactly what happened to my parents too. So, yeah. So you know, you've been dancing since you were a little kid, basically, which is which is great. I think a lot of us who take tango wish we started dancing or did something like that when we were little. But a lot of your students, I imagine come into tango without having grown up dancing and they might be kind of hesitant they might say well you know i didn't grow up dancing can i be good at tango um how do you uh i guess how do you address those uh, those fears that some students may have um look i'm pretty honest with them i'm like look this may feel strange and uncomfortable now but like anything in life you just have to keep doing it until it becomes a part of you mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm pretty honest. I'm not like pretending like tango is super easy. And then I try and give them drills that they can practice at home by themselves so they can work on it without a partner. Because I know with COVID-19, people aren't as comfortable to go out dancing. Um, I've actually been teaching on Zoom for a full year now. Wow. So I had to get really creative. Like I use a mop. Nice. I use like two sticks. Like Mm. they have to do the follower part and then like they're the lead. Um, Honestly, I've only had leaders stick with me during this pandemic. Mm. I've tried like having them dance with a pillow. Like I've had to get very creative. Mm -hmm. And my boyfriend, he actually invented a mop. It's called the quick loop mop. And so I gave my students the quick loop mop because it's just easier to dance with. Okay. And um, yeah, they seem to love it. Mm. At least that's what they tell me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think that's, that's important to know. I mean, the exercises your teachers give you 
like that a lot of that a lot of that will stick with you and then uh that does help with your technique you'll feel it once you get back onto the dance floor so yeah if you're listening don't just wait to practice tango in your classes or in your practicas like you said you know you got videos online about how to do a lot of this stuff so yeah look up amy's videos um do a lot of these exercises on your own. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate to have a hardwood floor in my, uh, in my in our condo. So when my son is in his stroller, he's got a really great stroller. So I can actually, instead of pushing the stroller, I can kind of push and do ochos, forward ochos with it. Um, and that's actually worked out pretty well. Yeah. That's awesome, a stroller. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, so in all the years that you've been working with, with a variety of different students, you know, like they say that a teacher's best students are, are your own students. So what have you learned uh, from your own students? I mean, they ask me questions that I haven't thought about. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I can't answer, answer it right away. So I go ahead and I do my research online mm -hmm. and see if I can find the answer. I'm trying to think of a specific example um yeah i had a lot of followers they were a bit frustrated with pivoting and doing ochos and i guess when i started learning tango i would just do it and kind of wing it yeah so um i had to look for instructions on how to break it down to somebody mm. you know, like you're stepping you know you're shifting your upper body forward then it's your core then your hips mm -hmm. you're like relaxing your hips and rotating it you can be good at something but not be good at explaining it yeah yeah that's exactly right and then i guess if we dance tango for so long we kind of forget how much we know when we're trying to show somebody so yeah i think um yeah because a lot of us with the best of intentions during practice we try to show our friends uh, how to do something or the new people and that it's so easy to overwhelm students so i think that uh yeah if you're trying to help a friend uh, definitely, like I said, break it down really and go slow. People don't mind when, you know, when you're, when you're going slow and you're going into detail. Yeah. So Amy, tell us how you got into selling tango apparel. Okay. So after the pandemic happened, um, and I wasn't dancing and training, you know, mm -hmm. five nights a week, I've also worked in marketing, mm -hmm. e-commerce, um, I've been trained on how to build a website. So I thought, why not try it myself? I've done mm -hmm. it for other companies. And I, I definitely did some research. Uh, so I use a company called Printful. Mm -hmm. And they, um, they're a print-on-demand company. So I just designed uh, fun tango clothing mm -hmm. uh, that my students could buy for their dance partner or for themselves, especially during this tough time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I thought it would be something fun. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've, I've probably designed maybe like 60 or 70 items. Um, I've had a lot of students ask me where to buy great tango shoes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the tango or the Latin shoes in Columbus are more for ballroom. Mm. So that's going to be my next venture, which is, you know, contacting Tango shoe suppliers to see if they're interested um, because I'd love to offer that to my students and um, make it more available in the U S market. So mm. nice. nice. So, 
so far I've designed like sweaters, t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're definitely more casual hats. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the things I've designed. And then uh, I got some uh, tango photos done a couple years ago mm-hmm. uh, because I, I wanted to market myself as a tango teacher. So my partner and I uh, got photos done. So mm-hmm. um, I've sold a few posters as well. Yeah, just trying to spread the tango love. <laughs> yeah, and I love how a lot of your your clothing designs. There's this element of humor in a lot of it too. Yeah. So this sweater I'm wearing now. Yeah. It has a picture of um, yeah, whiskey, mm-hmm. tango, and a fox trotting along, uh-huh. and just the 2020. Nice. Or so they're listening to this, so they're not they can't see it, but that is on your site. That is really hilarious. Yeah, um, it was funny. I showed this to one of my Latin friends and he's like, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot 2020. <laughs> it's just WTF 2020. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, that's definitely a, a much more uh, creative way of uh, expressing how we all feel about 2020. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have yeah. you been... Um, Mm-hmm. teaching online or a little bit person? yeah I, I have it's funny long before the pandemic I just I did experiment with some online teaching and uh, I had a one student um, whom I had who was t- taking a workshop with me I went I was actually teaching at in New Orleans at, th- at their workshop a couple of years ago and I made some friends and, um, and this one student from there was overseas and she said oh I'm gonna miss your workshop so well we can do an online lesson I was, I'd never done it before let's see how it works so she got up like at the crack of dawn in Asia and I was in here in, in uh, Wisconsin. And then we just uh, had an online lesson and it worked out. It was actually a lot you can accomplish. I was kind of surprised with that. So after the pandemic, I did do a few uh, private mm-hmm. lessons with uh, with some couples who were brand new to tango. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was just cool to, to see them. And I guess there's th- the nice thing about it is that people are in the comfort of their own homes. So mm-hmm. I found that that has actually been helpful to their to their learning because they're in their own living room or wherever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, how's that experience been for you? You've been doing it for a year, so I imagine you've been pretty successful with with that. Yeah, I mean, I think the people that have stuck with it are very passionate about tango. Mm-hmm. I think if you just like it as a casual hobby, it might not be for you. Mm-hmm. I think all of my female students dropped. They uh, they said, "Look, I'd rather dance in person." And and that's fine. Yeah. Maybe I'll see them in a couple of months after I get the vaccine, yeah. you know. But uh yeah, I mean it's been really fun. I've actually been taking tango classes myself online. Good. So, uh my boyfriend, he bought me it was like a 3-month subscription to Escuela Mundial. Mm-hmm. So, he just found them online and he's he gave it to me as a Christmas present. And he nice. said, look, you have three months access to taking these classes. And yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to take what they've taught me mm-hmm. and apply that to my classes as nice. well. Nice. Yeah. What's something uh, that you learned online yourself that that uh that you've never learned before that was really fun a class that i took with that school they use two sticks okay so 
you do the lead and then they'd have two sticks to do the follower part. So I thought that was really helpful. So I incorporated that in my class. Okay, nice. Yeah, getting ideas from people. Cool. Now you're, you have a background in, in marketing. I think you went to a, that's what you went to school for out in Australia. It was the, for, for business, right? Or, business, yes. Okay, yeah. But I took a lot of marketing yeah. classes. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a really nice skill to have. I think a lot of us tango mm -hmm. teachers or artists out there, we're really good at creating good product, but just getting the word out. Marketing has always been the challenge. So what have been some marketing strategies that you've you know, employed in your own work that have worked for you? Sure. I guess with social media, I've been able to, um, yeah, utilize tools like Pinterest. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've uploaded um, pins of posters that I have, like of me dancing, mm -hmm. and then I'll have people pin it and then they'll click on the pin to drive traffic, traffic to my website to buy the poster. Mm -hmm. So I, I have one pin, it's been pinned like 118 times, which is great. And then people are clicking on it. Are all of them buying it? No, but right. some are. Mm -hmm. So that's great. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, digital marketing mm -hmm. definitely helped. And then uh, I've had experience like building website navigation as mm -hmm. well. And I think it's it's definitely uh, harder when you don't have someone telling you what to do and giving you the direction. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to take the initiative and do that. That's something I'm still working on my site. Mm -hmm. So I used to build um, website navigation at Victoria's Secret. Oh, okay. And that site is a beast. So <laughs> it was like 15 people in Columbus building, mm. 15 in New York. They would provide the UX documents and 15 in India. Jeez. So versus when you have your own uh company yep. you're essentially wearing a lot of hats yeah you're building the navigation you're mm -hmm. doing the marketing you're sending the email blasts um, and then you're making sure that your product is good which is teaching <laughs> tango and mm -hmm. then in my case selling tango products yeah, yeah. So. and then somewhere there you got to eat and sleep too right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. i actually uh do have a nine to five as well mm -hmm. So that job, I'm doing a lot of writing, mm -hmm. uh, writing social media and blog content. Nice. So I like to stay busy. Yeah, good, good, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Just using leveraging the social media. That's uh, that's a challenge. Yeah, yeah. I'm just starting to to get into to doing Pinterest properly. It's so funny. I have this blog, but um. I was having trouble finding uh, a lot of Tango graphics for it that were free because I like sites like Shutterstock had some good stuff, but I didn't want to. I was too cheap to dole out the the membership fee, so I started just drawing my own pictures because I knew that's not nice. going to give me any copyright issues. But then people started liking my pictures more than my content, so um, <laughs> so now I'm starting. So I'm trying to try my hand at Tango art, and I actually sold a print the other day, so I'm kind of happy about that. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah so it's funny. Have how, you how, um have you thought about getting any professional photos done? 
that that would be a good idea. I think um, my wife uh, did get some photos of us taken a couple years ago uh, as a Christmas present. So those looked really nice. But yeah, it'd be kind of fun to do that with her again. So yeah, because that that does help. Yeah, because I actually used some of the pictures that we took during Christmas (laughs) as uh, promotional (laughs) stuff. So all right, Amy. Well, so where do we find out more about you online? So my website is www.strictly-tango.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram as strictly underscore tango. Mm-hmm. Um, Pinterest, same thing. Uh, I'm on TikTok too. Nice. Um, so TikTok, I um, sometimes I have students, they want me to record like a small drill that I taught. Mm-hmm. So I'll record it on there and they don't have TikTok. So I have to download it uh-huh. and like put it mm-hmm. on Facebook and then tag them on Facebook. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah. I'm on Facebook too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm all over social media. Yeah, so yeah. I have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So we can find all that through your Strictly-Tango website. There are links to all that there? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. great. But yeah, full disclosure, Amy was uh, was one of my sponsors a few episodes yeah. back. So appreciate that. And Amy. I'd love to sponsor again. Okay, so. yeah, definitely. <laughs> love, to, love to help, uh, yeah, get more interest for your classes, online classes, and for uh, your awesome apparel. Cool. Well, Amy, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Definitely keep in touch and I'll make sure that's all the information is in our show notes. Perfect. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Take care. Have a, and stay safe. You too. Okay. That was Amy Cressy over in the Buckeye State. So when it comes to learning tango, for those of us out there who don't come from a dance background, I really appreciated Amy's simple advice. Tango will feel strange at first And you just have to stick with it until it becomes part of who you are. I think that's so true. And that applies to other areas of life too. And it makes me wonder. When I was younger, I either gave up doing a lot of interesting stuff or didn't even start. And looking back, I think I could have succeeded and accomplished some great stuff if only I'd stuck with them. But at least I stuck with tango. That's got to be worth something, right? And by listening to Amy's personal story, I really admire her ability to take initiative. She packed up her car and went all the way to L.A., for instance, then to Australia. More recently, she came up with creative ideas on how to teach over Zoom, and when she needed new ideas, she took online classes herself and expanded her knowledge. In life, a lot of us get stuck mulling over decisions for too long. That's understandable, but in order to be successful at Tango or anything else, we have to take bold action and follow through. Don't get stuck at the decision-making stage. Much of your success depends on what you do after the decision is made. And regardless of what choice we make, like Amy, we all have different skills and experiences in our past that we can use to our advantage. For Amy, she had marketing and web design skills. That's huge. So what about you? What are some skills you have that you can use to help move your tango forward or that can help you in your next adventure? So thanks again, Amy, for sharing... And a huge thank you to all your listeners for tuning in. It really means a lot that you've made time to listen to this show. If you're enjoying the podcast and if you've been a fan for a while and would like to help keep the show going, please consider making a donation through PayPal. It's safe and secure. And the link is in the description. Thanks for your support. All right. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. 